0: This episode is sponsored by quality and innovative Game Bore cartridges. GameBore shot shells are the choice of world champion David Radulovich and 26 times world champion George Digweed MBE. White Gold and Dark Storm contain precision-made diamond shot manufactured exclusively in England and coupled with high-performance smooth velocities providing less felt recoil. If you're serious about your scores, you have to shoot with the best. When every clay counts, make sure you never compromise. Game Boar is the most decorated featask and sporting clay shot shells in the sports history. Available now throughout the U.S. exclusively from KL Ammo. Find them online at www.gameboarus.com. Game Boar are simply the champion's choice.
1: American-made Atlas Traps are made right here in Kansas and feature the finest quality, innovation, and support in the business. Atlas Traps are made using aircraft-quality aluminum and stainless steel to ensure your traps will outlast the competition.
2: So whether you're an individual needing a private trap for practice and recreation or a club needing to outfit your entire facility, family-owned and operated Atlas Traps can suit all your needs.
1: Visit atlastraps.com to see the full line of commercial and recreational traps and accessories. With prices that won't make you see red and quality that won't leave you feeling blue, Atlas has the finest equipment available. Welcome to the Dead Pair Podcast
0: with your hosts, Jason Rambo and Sean Alley. We bring you all things sporting class. Our focus is bringing new shooters to the sport and helping all shooters by giving you the most useful info from coaches, pro shooters, gun clubs, product and service specialists. The Dead Pair Podcast, what every shotgun shooter wants to hear.
1: Paul? Pair. Hey everyone, welcome to the Dead Pair Podcast. I'm your host Jason Rambo with my buddy Sean Alley. How is his largeness doing this evening?
2: I'm not real happy right now. Why is that? I have not been able to get out and shoot for over a week.
1: Well, that sounds like a personal problem. Yeah, work's been killing. Me. So it's, <laughs> it's
2: spring here. Everybody wants stuff done, and so it's time to make hay and not not fun. So. Yeah, well, but hey, I'll get to it. I'll get to it.
1: I did go out and practice a couple times this week with our new shells. Yes. And let me tell you right now, and I'm not saying this because they're sponsoring the show. This is this is all honesty here. I set up a, it's about a 60-yard chandelle, mm-hmm. and then I set up a good, you know, springing teal straight up. I wanted something with full belly. I wanted to see the brakes, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, I ran it in comparison to the shells I was running before, and you can noticeably see a difference. But what got me is these shells are 1,300 one-ounce. Mm-hmm. And which is a lot faster than I normally shoot, and the recoil was actually less. Really? than what I was shooting. Oh, so impressed. Very, very impressed. Well, I
2: can't wait. I haven't had a chance to give them a rundown yet, but I'll be probably going out this weekend, and yeah, it's and busting some. I tell you right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm you're going to be buying them, when we, even when they don't give them to us. You're going to be buying them. So yeah.
2: And speaking but, of but, being uh, mad, you're you got out of a pickle there with your gun oh not too God. long ago.
1: Okay. I, everybody knows I'm a Kohler nut. I love Kohler. They're not sponsoring the show. So don't just, don't get carried away here. But uh, <laughs> I had a brain fart, man. I screwed up. I screwed up big time. We got our cases in from the Greenie. Right. Uh, which is the compact travel case. Beautiful case. We're going to be giving one of those away, by the way. Um, anyway, I was all excited. So I got the gun out of the safe. And the way this travel case works, you take your forearm and your barrels off. You put the receiver and the buttstock down on the bottom, and it straps in nice and secure. Then there's a top flap that drops down from the lid, and you snap the forearm back on the barrels, and it fits in that top compartment nice and tidy, and it's it's really neat. Well, I had a little bit of a brain fart. Okay. And I went to put the forearm back onto the barrels, and I had it too far back, and it caught... There's two tangs that come off the back of the uh, ejectors on my gun. And it caught those tangs with the top of the forearm. And I broke my forearm on each side. My wife come running in the room. She heard me. And she's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I showed her. And I mean, I literally was about to vomit. I mean, you know how much I love my gun. And I just, I could not believe. So I sent Sean Mainland a text. And I said, hey, I got a gun problem. You know, call me whenever you're available. This was on a Saturday. I thought I'd hear from him Monday morning, right? He called within one minute. And I told him he could tell I was distressed. And he said, Jason, don't worry about it. We're going to fix it. You'll never even know it was broke. And I'm like, Sean, it broke a piece off one side and cracked the other side. You can't fix this, you know. And you know how beautiful the wood is on my gun. Oh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Absolutely.
1: I'm sitting there thinking, man, what are they going to charge me for a forearm? And it's never going to match the wood right. And he's like, Jason, don't worry about it. So, he sent me out a, a dummy forearm to put on it, and I sent mine to him. And mine came back, I don't know, it was only like four or five days later. I couldn't believe how fast the turnaround was. Big, big shout out to Sean Mainland and Cody from Kohler Arms because you cannot, I don't care what size magnifying glass you have, you cannot tell where this gun was, This forearm was damaged. And I just, I was, like, jumping for joy, of course, very cautiously, because I was still holding the forearm in my hand. But Sure, sure. I, I just, I can't believe... The work that they did, it was incredible. Yeah,
2: you ought to post the uh, before and after pictures on our dead pair uh, Facebook page. i tried to delete the broken pictures. I don't want to well, see it, I mean, man. But, I mean, But, hey, that's yeah, a good no. testament for, for what they're able to accomplish.
1: You're, you're right, and I, I need to do that. So, big shout-out to those guys. Thank you. I know, Sean, I've told you thank you 100 times. I'm telling you 101. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's a that's Sean. an
2: awesome uh, example of customer service from Kohler. So, yeah. hats off to them. Yep. Um, on another note, we've been getting a lot of uh, talk and calls about the upcoming masterclass shoot up at C4. So, just want to remind all of our masterclass shooters out there, there's some uh, big names that are already signed up. Should be a heck of an event. Uh, just a reminder that's July 30th through August 1st, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's a uh, 300 bird event, uh, 200 sporting, 105 stand, um, $25,000 in guaranteed payouts. HOA gets ten grand. And it's uh three ninety-five to enter. So uh don't delay, get on there, get scheduled, because uh the next thing you know, July will be around the corner.
1: Yeah, and then Atlas, that's actually gonna be two separate five stands that makes up the hundred birds, and Atlas is sponsoring one of those five stands. So hats off to Atlas and that's one of our sponsors too, so thank you to them. Yeah, welcome Atlas. Hey, so tonight's episode, Sean, we're gonna talk a little bit about mental training and we have a guest coming on, and she is a mental trainer and hypnotist. Now, before everybody starts rolling their eyes and laughing and everything else, this isn't a hypnotist that's going to dangle a pocket watch back and forth in front of your face and tell you that when they <laughs> snap their fingers, you're going to jump up and cluck like a chicken. Okay, this is – I'll let Don go into explanation. Um, her name's Don Grant. Um, she owns Amelia Shotgun Sports down in Florida, and she's also a, a mental trainer and, and hypnotist. And – to tell you how valid she is, a lot of the top name pros go to her. Of course, they don't want their names mentioned, right? You right. know, and a little inside secret there. But anyway, um, she's very, very valid, and she's got a reason. You know, we're all about the new guy here on the Dead Pair. She has a very good answer. I asked this question, Don. How can I show that you're valid for the new guy? And she gave me an answer that just stopped me in my tracks. So I'm going to let her explain here in a minute. We're going to get her on the phone. This gal here could really, really help you. If you're struggling mentally, I mean, well, you know, in fact, Amy Cully was on our last episode mm-hmm. and she made the comment that everybody agrees 95% of this game is mental. Mm-hmm. And she said, I asked people what they do to mental training crickets. Yeah. Well, the gal we're about to have on the show is going to help you with that. Yeah. She's going to point you in the right direction and she's going to get you to where you can get in what everybody calls the zone. Right. Everybody wants to know what the address is to that zone. And I'm one of them. So, <laughs> but um, this, this girl here has got a way to help us out. So I'm anxious to hear from her. Yeah. I'm
2: looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a very interesting episode. Well, why don't we just get her on the phone?
1: Let's do it. A reminder
2: to all our podcast listeners. The dead pair podcast is now an affiliate with Negrini cases. Please visit the and click on the Negrini link at the top of our webpage to visit their site and see all the great products they offer negrini we case your memories
1: all right on the phone with us is don grant don how are you doing this evening very very good thank you
2: hey don this is sean how you doing hi sean
1: good thanks so don this is this is exciting for me but there's probably a lot of people listening to this scratching their heads right now and <laughs> um before we got you on the phone i kind of explained that you know, this isn't dangling a pocket watch and telling you you're going to cluck like a chicken when I clap my hands and all that stuff. Right. So it's it's obviously it's, it's evolved from like a stage show, if you will. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not that kind of hypnosis. Um, so to start off with one of the things that you and I had a conversation about here about a month and a half ago is I was you know, I was worried because our podcast, the whole premise is to to invite new shooters into the sport. And, mm-hmm. and I told you, I said, you know, I'm really worried about that because, you know, I think this is something that's more advanced. And you said something that just really stopped me in my tracks. And you said you've even had the same conversation with coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell our listeners what your response was? Because I think it's excellent.
3: Yes, no problem. Um, and, yeah, you're right. Hypnosis is not just for comedy shows and movies and all that. They, they definitely dramatize it there. But the the really cool thing is the hypnosis has the ability to help a person to go into their programming, their computer, basically their mind and make changes that typically would be a struggle consciously. Like it takes, it's hard to change habits consciously. So hypnosis is really cool that we can, we can help people in a shorter amount of time to make changes. So um, it's not what most people think. And we can go over all the misconceptions and such um, later if you'd like. But as far as the newbies, yeah, I've been I've been helping clay shooters since um, like 2010, and and for at least ten of those years, it was full time, like all day long, every day, whether it was in person or via virtual calls, or at lectures or workshops and such. And through that, I can definitely sense that there are instructors, and I've taught instructors, and I've been in debates with you know top level pro instructors that. Um, you know, really strongly feel that if if somebody's new to shooting, that they need to really work for some length of time on their mechanics. I've heard a year, I've heard two years, you know, things like that. And um, I, I don't agree with that related to my mental training. Now I can't speak on behalf of other professionals that say they're doing mental training or sports psychology or whatever, just my mental training I come from a psychology background and a private practice that I've had since 2001 that I've helped people, humans, doesn't yeah. matter anything, you know, it doesn't matter what they do for a hobby, it doesn't matter what they do for a sport, doesn't matter what they do for work. They came to me because they're having issues with anxiety and fears and doubts, you know, fear of flying, sleep issues, confidence issues, anxiety issues, relationship issues, so As a mental trainer and a hypnotist, I've been helping humans to get over, let's say, speed bumps and things typically like most people don't hire a hypnotist unless they've tried everything else. And so they're usually at their wits end and they're pretty frustrated. So and then with the right kind of client, meaning someone who's open to hypnosis and doesn't have misconceptions about it and ready Like really ready, like I'm ready to change this crap. You know, I can help that person, and they have really quick, significant change. So, what I what I developed over the years because athletes started coming to me from all different sports. You know, the PGA and the LPGA and baseball pros and basketball and tennis pros, and opened the door to the clay shooting world because a local guy had been trying to get in a master class and was struggling over years and. He's like, if you can help golfers, you can help me with clay shooting because it's golf with a shotgun. And so that's how I transitioned over. And so I went from those years of helping humans to helping athletes more and more and more and then helping clay shooters more and more. And What I do is I help a human being to be their best in any situation. So it could be in a relationship, it could be at work, it could be like they want to have greater sales success, it could be that they want to have uh, better sleep, you know, there's these different things. And what had developed was a program over the years, because I kept hearing similarities. You know, what keeps the person from being their best in anything in life is their own thoughts. Right. That's the concept of we are our own worst enemy. So if I'm thinking I can't do it or I suck and I, or I try and I'm never good enough or I can only get so far and then I fall apart, um, everybody else is better than me. I, I'm doubting my decision here on how I'm going to shoot these pairs because this pro that's in my squad shot them differently than I think I should shoot them. So those are human thought issues. And those are happening to everybody in shooting. And it really doesn't matter if they're a top pro with world champion titles under their belt or a person who's just starting out they're having some level of those types of th- thoughts now mm-hmm. the ones in the upper 1% that are winning all the time have less of those type of thoughts or they've learned how to manage them but somebody who's just starting out can have a lot of doubts and this is again my kind of mental training is to help somebody to not have fears and doubts and second guess and uh, over analyze and you know all all of those mental issues that keep a person from being their best are absolutely happening to oh, yeah. a newbie to any sport or any hobby or any new job or any new relationship and that's what I help with.
1: Well, I can tell you right now, you know, every mental conflict you just named Sean and I have been through immensely. Oh yes, goodness <laughs> yes, yes. So I yeah, I mean there's
2: well and, and to even go into more depth, I think the worst part of it is is when we were starting out, we were blaming everything else right but ourselves. Yes, it's right. like, oh it's the shells, it's the gun, it's my yes. shell bag, it's my chokes, it's you know, I mean you can go on and on and on and try yeah. to place the blame, but as as you get far enough the, along it's
1: And the worst part of it is we spent tenfold the money <laughs> Yeah. Uh, On, you know, on gear then is if we would have came to you. See, Don, I wish we would have found you years ago. Yeah. Uh, it's one of the reasons we started this podcast. All the time. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely yeah. one of the reasons
2: we started this podcast is because you know there's just not a lot out there for a new person to get started into this sport, and it's hard to uh, get that background. You and, and again, it's just easy to point the the wallet at a problem and pull the trigger, yeah. versus looking in the mirror and saying, "Okay, it's me." Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and, and
3: again, you know, that's a human tendency. That's not even just the clay shooter tendency, right? And yeah, it's yeah. really funny. I just wrote my second article for Clay Shooting USA magazine It's going to be coming out in the next few months, but it's called It's a Mind Game, and I, I'm talking about exactly what you guys just said. You know, the, the newbie it falls in love instantaneously, typically, with the sport, right? And they, they were introduced by a friend or a buddy or a hunting friend or whatever, and they're like, oh my God, I can do this? I can shoot at targets right. and blow <laughs> things up? And I get to have fun with a gun, you know, and, yeah, and yeah. they go home stoked and, and then they go back and they go back and they buy, they get, if they buy a gun, they buy a cheap gun, you know, and they go and they buy the basics but after whatever, a few um, weeks or months or, you know, depending on how serious they are about it, they start stepping it up and they're like, Ooh, I need those shooting glasses and I need that fancier gun. And I could get a side-by-side that has AC in it, you know, and yeah. I could, I can get the chokes and I can get, you know, the better headset. And there's all these things and, you know, ultimately, and they can hire the best of the best of the best professional instructor, but none of that will matter. And now I have to be clear. Cause I don't want to upset anybody out there. All of that's important. All of it. <laughs> well, depending on chokes, some people don't think chokes are important, but, <laughs> but, what if you have a fight with your wife, or what if the stock market just dropped and you had, you know, 50 gazillion dollars in it, or what if you don't like the person you're squatted with and they keep trying to correct your game or telling you what you're doing wrong? That mental game will trump everything else. It doesn't matter if you spent a hundred thousand dollars on a gun, a hundred thousand dollars on the best instruction, and the best vest and the best everything. If you are doubting yourself, if you're angry, if you're regretful, if you're second guessing, if you're pissed off, if you're anything, you won't be your best. Right. And it doesn't matter anything else. And so I believe that that's important from day one for any human being at anything that they want to be good at is to learn how to manage their mind in the way that I teach it. Again, this is just my form of mental training. Not, not necessarily everybody else's.
2: Right. Gotcha. No. And that's absolutely valid because everything you just said is, hopefully this is ringing true with, with a lot of our listeners right now, but everything you just said is absolutely 100% the case of what me and yeah. <laughs> Jason went through. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it's just, it's crazy.
1: So let me, yeah. let me ask you this, Don, just going back for a second. So there are, there are, I I want to make sure I'm saying this correctly. There's sports psychologists, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. You have uh, Lanny Basham, just to name one off the top of my head. Um, Mm -hmm. And then you have sports physiologists, right? Mm -hmm. What is different about what you do as far as mental training? I mean, I know you, you briefly touched on it there, but tell us, tell Mm -hmm. us what the big difference is between those three.
3: Well, I can tell you, I can tell you that I can't answer that a hundred percent because I haven't been to college in the last, you know, 20 years in for sports psychology. And I imagine it's evolving. So that's why I, I can't know. I don't know for sure, okay. but I can tell you that my impression of sports psychology is more like goal oriented. Like, where would you like to be? How, how would you like to get there? Um, here's like a life coach, maybe kind of thing. Like here's, here's the tasks, here's the goals, here's the small goals like how to get there and, um, and kind of cheering them on and telling them they can do it. You got this. You know, I read a book um, by um, mm, 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 golf is not the perfect game a game of perfect or whatever.
1: Yeah. Um, I know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah.
3: What the heck is his name? Doctor. Ugh, I can't think of it right now. Anyways. Um, I didn't get more than a two, a few chapters in And that's a sports psychologist. And I was like, he's actually telling PGA golf pros that, yeah, you know, it's one thing to get on tour, but winning on tour is the next goal. And um, yes, one day you may achieve that, but, and of course I'm summarizing this, but expect that there will be a down afterwards. You'll, you won't feel so good. Like, You'll you'll be sad, you'll be disappointed, but it's okay. You'll get back on the horse and you'll keep going. And I read that and I was like, what? You know, like <laughs> what I don't agree with that. Like, to me, it's the whole concept of life as a journey, one shot at a time. Be the best you can be in each of these moments. But how can you really genuinely be the best you can be in each of these moments? And I've helped psychologists, I'm not going to say sports psychologists, but I've helped psychologists that come to me and have said, I didn't learn anything about anything that you're doing in college. Like even hypnosis, it was like one chapter in our book. And so they don't even necessarily have an understanding of the subconscious and the programming there. Like I can cheer you on as a coach, as a sports psychologist, say, you're great. You've got this set your goal. I'm going to help you get there but I don't necessarily know how to teach you how to be in the right mindset genuinely at that deeper level. Like how, how do you get someone to believe in themselves? How do you get someone to focus 100% mentally, emotionally, physically like engaged in that moment? And it doesn't come from telling them to focus better. It doesn't come from telling them they're great because subconsciously they could have had a dad that told them for 20 years, You're never going to amount to anything or, you know what, you didn't do so great and you need to do better next time. That doesn't go away just by cheering somebody on or setting another goal. And that's one of the big things that makes me different is because with hypnosis, we can access the subconscious and I can help people to heal those old stories and actually believe from that deeper level, I can do this instead of. Yeah, I've got this little, sh- you know, devil on my shoulder telling me you'll never amount to anything, even though I keep writing positive affirmations and even though I keep setting positive goals. And even though, you know, this the sports psychologist is telling me you got it right. It's the beliefs down within there, the habits and thought patterns that will either help, you know, break help make or break. you.
2: Right. Gotcha. Well, Dawn, let, me, let me ask a, a question. I'm sure that you get asked all the time. So Mm -hmm. for those of us who have never been hypnotized or work with hypnotism Mm -hmm. before, what allows a person to be hypnotized versus not hypnotized? Or I guess, Mm -hmm. what is the deciding factor of how this would work for a person versus not working for a person? Is it a mental state where I just absolutely don't believe in this garbage and so therefore it's never going to work for me? Or is it something that you can kind of coax them into and make them believe as they go along?
3: Yes. Yes. Yeah, I do get asked that a lot. And let me let me just say back in 2001, when I learned about hypnosis, I um, I'm and I went to training, I was like told you don't have to call yourself a hypnotist because there are people that are not going you know, to want anything to do with that. And at the time, I thought, you know what, I would rather educate people and use this power of this hypnosis and even the perception that it can be powerful. I'd rather do that than call it something else because you can call it. You know, stress management. You can call it meditation. You can call it all these different things. So it was very deliberate on my part to call it hypnosis and to educate people. It's a big part of what I believe helps people to be successful with it is to get past their misconceptions. So there are a lot of misconceptions out there, and you know, it's mind control, or she's going to make you do things you don't want to do, or she's going to make you quack like a duck, or she <laughs> um, she's going to know all my secrets, and I have a lot of them in there, and I don't want to tell anybody, you know, and, it's not anything like that. Hypnosis is, an, is a natural state for your mind and you pass through it every time you go to sleep and every time you wake up. It's called, so there's there's the beta brainwave state right below that with megahertz as far as brainwave activity is alpha. And then right below that is theta. And then below that, meaning you know zero to like five megahertz of brainwave activity is delta, which is sleep. So if you think of, um, you know, the measuring of brainwave activity from beta to alpha to theta to delta. That's the process of falling asleep. So when you start to fall asleep, you have less and less conscious activity. If you are having struggles sleeping, it's because you won't stop thinking about things. You have a very analytical mind and you got a lot going on. You're stressing about, it. you keep replaying the records over and over again. That's beta. In order to get to delta, All it is, is less and less and less brainwave activity. And what we've done is we've labeled those levels. So it's just a process of falling asleep. Beta is high brainwave activity. Delta is sleep. Alpha and theta are in between. And alpha and theta are hypnosis. So it's a natural process for your brain to fall asleep. (laughs) It's a natural (laughs) process to turn around and wake up and go from delta through theta to um, alpha to beta. So it's absolutely 100% normal for all humans. Everybody can be hypnotized. The only people that can't be hypnotized are the ones similar to when you can't go to sleep at night that are too analytical about it, too worried about it, too fearful, and they're spinning their mind and they're keeping themselves in beta. So if you don't trust me or you don't trust hypnosis or you have these misconceptions, you're going to sit there with your conscious mind spinning. In sports, you might say have a lot of chatter. Mm -hmm. It's my job, if I want my clients to succeed, to break the misconceptions and then help them to relax. So hypnosis Mm -hmm. and the induction is a relaxation process that I suggest that they would follow if they're a willing participant. And then I'd help them to go into what would be alpha or a little bit deeper would be theta. And then what we're just not taught in school is that in those states, you're less conscious, but yet still conscious because you're not asleep. You're not passed out. You're not unconscious. You're still conscious. You have an awareness of what's going on, but there's a doorway. Your access to your subconscious mind is more open And that's where suggestions can come in and we can make changes to that programming, or I can help people recall things that they can't remember. So absolutely normal, nothing weird about it other than you just weren't taught about it in school.
2: So with a person that's doing one of your courses and they're listening to one of your audio courses, is it one of those things where you almost want to kind of get yourself relaxed to the point where, again, not going to sleep completely but you're trying to really uh-huh. quiet your surroundings and that's when it's going to work best for you is, is to really just kind of zone out. Well,
3: let me clarify, cause you just said online courses. So what I've done over the years is I'm a hypnotist and a mental trainer. So my online courses are mental training subsidized by hypnosis, but also it's me as a hypnotist with the years of experience of understanding the mind and the subconscious And where these blocks are and where you know the belief systems are and the lack of confidence and like I understand that thoroughly. So what I've done is I've developed courses and my own program to teach people how to use their mind better and how to get past patterns and thought beliefs and such that would hold them back, you know, overthinking, analyzing, fearing, doubting, insecurities, regretting. I teach people how to genuinely be in the moment in a very healthy way and then hypnosis is in com- combination with that but, but again it's where my expertise comes from that I can even teach people how to be that way okay. and let me just add that since I explained beta alpha theta delta science has now shown in the last 5 to 10 years by doing EKGs and of professional like golfers and basketball players and archers the zone state That state of mind, a lot of people recognize as the peak performance state where they've done their best, time flew by, they shot their best, they want to keep shooting, it's euphoric, they don't even realize they're at their last station, they have the best score ever, they don't even feel like they pulled the trigger, there was no analyzing, there was no doubting, their mind was clear, that's the zone state. Well, science has shown that that's the alpha state. That's an added advantage that I'm bringing in is I've been helping people with the alpha state and how to achieve it for over 20 years. And now science is showing that that is where an athlete has their peak performance. So that's another big thing that I'm bringing to the table.
1: Yeah. As far as finding the zone, I've been looking for that address for a long time. Yeah. (laughs) I I understand it. Um, it. In fact, it even happened here recently on a shoot that Sean and I did. And you're you're 100 hitting the nail on the head. Um, you just it's like wow, that station's over with. I swept that. What happened? Yeah. I didn't even. I don't remember. I don't even remember my whole points. Yeah, you know, you're, you're you know, just it's dialed like, in. And then all of a sudden, and, and this is where I think you're. Programs have such validation. All of a sudden, you realize how good you're doing, and then you start (laughs) you start shooting safety. You start shooting protection. You start shooting cautiously, and and it's like, uh oh. Then you start missing some, and now this other mindset has set in where you're in panic mode. How do I get back to that zone? What's the address? You know, does any of this sound familiar, (laughs) Don? A gazillion times I've heard similar stories. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's funny because the mindset that I had that day, Sean and I went out in the morning and we shot a little practice and we discussed some targets and I was in a really good mindset and I was having fun. And then right in the middle of it, I started to miss some targets and it was like, no, no, no. I kept telling myself, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to go back to having fun. If we're here to have fun. I'm just going to have fun. And then my scores came back up again. So I, it was, <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know if that's completely zoned or not, but am I making sense? I'm sure you've heard this a There's bunch. There's so many
3: things that you're saying there. First of all, uh, yeah, somebody can end up recognizing it and then trying too hard to keep it going. Yes. Or they can recognize it and go, oh my God, I've never been here before. And then they get too cautious. There's a lot of different mental things that can happen there. They might even go, holy cow, if I keep this going, I could win it. would be the first time ever. Or if I keep this going, I could get a 90 and I never had a 90 before. Or if I keep this going, I get a 100. I've never had that before. You know, so those are all mental things. And, you know, on TV, if you watch golf, you'll see this happen a lot. It's the, on Sunday on the final holes for the guy that's been in the lead and he falls apart in the final stations. Yep. Because he's doing exactly what you just said there. Like, he's like, oh, my God, I'm going to get a million dollars and I'm going to buy the Maserati <laughs> and I'm going to put my kids through college. And this is my first time winning on tour. And then they they crash. Mm-hmm. Right? They get too careful or they try too hard or they try to duplicate or they try to force shots to get too analytical. There's many mental things that could happen there. To me, the solution is one shot at a time, be in that moment with true zone level focus, which is not something that you just snap your fingers at. You have to train on it. And there's a lot of professionals out there that say, you can't make the zone happen. You can't train for that. And I would say with their approach, they're right. You can't, because you can't make the zone happen. It comes from letting go, not from making it happen. The same way you can't make a shot happen when you're in the zone, you're in a true like letting go, but totally engaged and present, and everything disappears around you. Yes, similar mm-hmm. to being on a hot date with somebody, and next thing you know, the restaurant's closed and all the chairs are up on the table, and you didn't even see it happen around you. That's the zone.
2: Yeah. All right. and I, and I'll be, I'll say, Don. I mean, I know that <clears throat> along my shooting journey, I, I know initially, you know, we focus so hard on, and I'm and Jason and our other friends that we shoot with you know, we, we focus so hard on the fundamentals and the things that you need to do to shoot well, and, you know, reading your targets and all that stuff. And Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of distraction going on there, but at a certain point, once you get comfortable with shooting and stuff, it Mm -hmm. does become a mental game to, to the utmost to where it's not so much about the targets that I can't hit. It's about staying in that zone. And I've, I kind of came to that I came into that a little bit sooner than some of the other guys that, that shoot in our squad all the time. And I, my store, scores mm-hmm. started going up and I started earning punches and moving up in classes and so on and so forth. So I can attest that, you know, when you're in that zone, it's magical and it really feels good. And if you can stay there, yeah. you know, it's wonderful. It, it Again, but staying in it throughout, you know, a 100 bird or 150 bird tournament. I mean, it takes it, it has to it has to be really natural. You just have to be very. Yeah. Calm and cool about it. You ha- you can't overthink it, and and I've I've had to f- wrestle with that. So everything you're saying is definitely resonating with me in a, in a big way. So I'm I'm excited well, to, to have this talk. Yeah,
3: <laughs> and I'll add I'll pull a piece few pieces together from what you just said. When you when you start new with any hobby, interest, anything mechanic related, physical action, and let me just go to I remember. You know, learning how to drive on a stick shift. Right. And I lived up in the Berkshire Mountains. And if you've bought my book, I actually talk about this in the book. So I live in the Berkshire Mountains. I'm learning to drive on a stick shift. And if you've ever driven on a, with a stick shift and you have to come to stop on a hill, like there is some maneuvering <laughs> yes. to be able to get your gas pedal and the brake and the standing about stalling out and rolling backwards and all this stuff. And so anytime something is new and unfamiliar, your conscious mind gets very involved. It's your conscious mind is a slower processor than your subconscious. And when it's involved, it takes time to process information. It's slow and it's very analytical. Um, so until I've driven the stick shift enough that it's autopilot in my subconscious, then it's, it's so conscious that I can't think about anything else. But over time, it it goes in autopilot. You can also call that muscle memory, and that's the same with your shooting mechanics, your gun mount, you know, the way that you um, follow through, you know, all of that movement that's action oriented. With repetition, goes into your subconscious, and then you could focus on other things that can be to your detriment. You know, but also what can be to your detriment is thinking too much about all of those elements. So. You know, with the mechanics, you do need to practice your mechanics. First of all, learn good mechanics because that's what you need to repeat in order for it to go into autopilot. So definitely get instruction. Learn from somebody who's going to teach you the right way because 20 years from now, you don't want to try to change a bad habit because that's a whole nother story. You know, you're trying to end something that's already ingrained and trying to start something new. So starting early, learn from who whatever you consider an expert or pro and and get the right mechanics in there. Right. Put okay. those into autopilot. And then as far as the mental, every one of my clients, whether they're online course or private clients or any of those, they I tell them these are life skills. Like you don't have a different brain for sporting clays or you know any shotgun sport. than than the one you use for work or the one you use for relationship. They don't change them out. So the skill of being present and engaged is a life human skill. And so just like with your mechanics, you go to this shotgun club and you practice. For me, in my training, I say you're going to practice your mental skills in life. So you become so familiar with them that all they do is carry over into that section of your day that you're out there shooting have that level of familiarity. So you're not like, oh my God, how do I do this again? How do I focus? How do I get present? How do I be in the zone? No, I want you as a human to be your best self in as many different parts of your life as possible, including your relationship, including your work. And that zone level of focus is going to help you to be your best at anything. And if you work on it, and I give examples in all of my courses and programs. Like how do you apply today's lesson to your life? So you get the repetition and the familiarity. So it goes into autopilot mode and you're not stumbling with it in competition, to figure out how to be your best and your focus and your confidence and all of that in competition.
1: Right. Well, let me, okay. So let me add to what you just said. Um, my coach gives me homework. Okay. Things mm-hmm. I need to work on when I'm training and I'm in practice and, I've heard this before. So you're in training and practice, you should be shooting consciously, right? You're working on something specific when you go, when it comes to game day or tournament time, you need to be able to turn that off and shoot subconsciously. Now I didn't understand that for a long time. Okay. It's like, yeah, I kept hearing be where your feet are. Well, that to me, when I first heard it was the most ludicrous thing I've ever heard in my life. It's like they don't detach, okay? I'm always where my feet are. So, But I finally understood it. So, tournament time, and again, this just happened recently, I'm shooting well. And then it was like, oh, wow, I didn't even remember. I don't remember looking at the lead or anything on that target. That's because I was focused on a specific dime-sized spot on that target at the break zone, and I didn't even recognize my barrel, okay, once I right. once I consciously went, uh-oh, I'm shooting a good score. Am I making sure I'm at the right lead? Then all of a sudden, the checking started, and and then mm-hmm, the misses absolutely. started. Second guessing, right? And it's mm-hmm. and it is hard to go from training mode to tournament mode. You're right; it's the same brain, right? You don't change it from Thursday's practice to Saturday's tournament. It's the same brain. So th- that ability to just focus on the target on a specific spot and let your mechanics do the rest. That has been extremely difficult. And you know, I, I've been playing with some of your programs and I can see I can see it coming now. <laughs> Let's put it yeah. that way. So uh Sean look yeah. out, you're in trouble, buddy. Okay. Right. <laughs> I I can't yeah, order one right. just you as mean- well
2: as you can.
3: Yeah, and and you know I own a shotgun club, so I see there's there's this one couple that comes in every week and they get instruction every week, and the instructor after they leave is like, I go over the same thing with them every week. I love them, but it's discouraging because they're not practicing. And if you think of anything, like let's say I I, again, I'm learning on a stick shift, but I drive a stick shift once a week. Will I really evolve to the point you know very quickly where it's on autopilot? No. And most athletes will know that they shouldn't change anything right before a competition, and the reason for that is because you will become you will be too conscious on it, and the conscious mind is a slower processor. Like, I'll give you an example. Let's say you're in the park and you're walking your dog and you're talking on the phone. You're in you're engaged in this phone conversation. Well, all of a sudden, a frisbee is heading your direction, but you're not you're not playing frisbee, so you're not focused on the frisbee, but that. If it it was up to your conscious mind, it would look up in slow motion. It would be like, what is that flying at my head? And then it would go, oh, I should stop it with my hand because it's frisbee and it might hit me in the head and it's going to hurt. That's how slow the conscious mind is. The subconscious mind saw it in your peripheral vision and your arm went up without you consciously thinking about it. So the subconscious is quick. It's picking up on information. With a clay target flying through the air, its it's got speed, angle, distance, wind. It's got all of that that it's analyzing and assessing. And it is highly capable of responding to it accurately. So if you are too conscious, where. are it's a slower process. So you're like, oh, well, you know, I need a two-foot lead on this, and I'm only at one foot right now, and where's my barrel? And, that's, you know, you're looking at your barrel, and by the way, if you look at your barrel, the gun stops because, you know, you're landing a plane. You're not going to look at the nose of the plane. You have right. to look at the runway. You have to look at your destination. Exactly. You have to – but the zone focus is you're not just seeing it. You're connected with it, and everything disappears around you, and that's a skill – that I do teach people. It's not elusive. It's not impossible. You can learn to do it as a human being so that you can be present in your best in anything and any, everything you want to put your mind to.
2: So Don, when you, all right, so I just have kind of a basic question and maybe again, this Mm -hmm. might be something you get asked all the time. So as somebody uses one of your programs and they go through it, are Mm -hmm. you aware that this change is happening within you or is it more that it's better that you don't know? that it's happening to you.
3: the Meaning the change to be more of your best self in situations.
2: Yeah. Because I mean, I, I kind of, I, you know, part of me, I'm a, I'm an analytical person and I I'll be, the first one to admit that I am—he's ne- he's negative yeah. nanny Don. Uh, well, <laughs> oh boy, it's just it, it, no, it, it's not. It's I'm, not just that. It's I'm just, just kidding. i just I tend to overthink things. I tend to overanalyze things. It's just my brain. Like you said, going to sleep at night sometimes can be tough. I own a business, mm-hmm. so a lot of times I'm sitting there thinking about the things I have to do the next day at work, and then I, next thing you know, it's one o'clock in the morning. And I haven't gotten to sleep, and you know, here we are. Yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is, if somebody gets one of your programs and they start listening to it, they start following it the change itself, do you recognize the change is happening or is it just something that, that just occurs and you just kind of roll with it? I'm just trying to kind of get a so grasp So let's on
3: look it. at two different things. The mental training is a, is a training for your conscious mind. Okay. How can I think about these situations differently? How can I be present in the situation? How can I move on from a miss mm-hmm. in a very constructive way? What can I change immediately from that? What can I learn from it and change immediately and, and that's applicable to life and shooting and anything else. So my I would say my mental training is a process that you're aware of because there's a lot of deliberateness in your day-to-day life. Like, I'm going to respond to this rather than react. I'm going to look at seeing this differently. What's the good that I can take away from a, a miss? Oh, the good is I said pull before I was really ready. And I can change that in the next station. So there's there's very deliberate Things And my mental training, um, as an online course is paced where you can only get one lesson a week because it's a training. I don't want people to cram course. I don't want them to put a bunch of knowledge in their brain and then think they can implement it. It's a life changing process. Okay. The hypnosis can, can, and I have several hypnosis audios for clay shooters goes into your sub and willing participant, meaning they don't have any fears or misconceptions about hypnosis, they allow themselves to go in the alpha state. They allow my, me to guide them into that. The change can happen instantly. So let me just say I've helped people like quit smoking and they tried everything under the sun. They watched people die from emphysema that they love. They know it's killing them. They know they shouldn't do it. They've rationally, consciously know better. Subconsciously, it's already on autopilot. have a cigarette when I have a cup of coffee. I have a cigarette when when I read newspaper, when I'm in the car, when I get to work after lunch. You know, there's these triggers and these associations that are made with the right person, the open, you know, trusting person who wants the change. The hypnosis will go into their subconscious and they will instantly not want to smoke again and never smoke again the rest of their life because they accepted the suggestions. So I would say... In that respect they don't they know because in hypnosis it's only alpha, alpha or theta they're not asleep or unconscious. they know what's being said. They accept the suggestions because they want them like I want to quit smoking and that it can it literally has miraculous changes. So the way that, that, that I've been able to apply that to shotgun sports is things like confidence and focus and being in the zone. Um, I have a hypnosis on you called plan, prepare, focus. And I made that related to, you know, why is it that I do well, good in the first station, but not the last or the first pair, but not the last pair or the first event, but not the last event, you know, and that's inconsistency. And my, my fix for that is to treat every target as if it's your first to be engaged in it, to plan, prepare and focus, whether you think it was easy or hard because some people hit the hard ones, but not the easy ones because they don't plan and prepare and focus. So I have audios with suggestions that with the willing participant, they will go straight in there and that will become what they do.
1: You, you just touched on something there, Don, with the with the smoking. I think this goes back to what Sean asked earlier about somebody, you know, is it going to work for them or not? They have mm-hmm. to want the change, right? If they want the change, then they're going to give this, a fair shake if you will you know what i mean if they don't want it if they if they come about this with well you know this is all mumbo jumbo you know right it's okay this isn't for them right so they have Mm -hmm. to they have to want to excel they have to want to change they have to want to exceed in order for this to work right
3: yes so what i've seen Thank goodness, you know, since 2010, there are more and more shooters out there that know who I am, which means they are more receptive and more trusting because they have heard of other people's successes. So because of that, there's been more um, openness and awareness than there was originally. The other thing is there are many top level shooters that refer their students to me and, and they respect the opinion of their top level instructor shooter. And so they come to me more open and receptive and trusting. And so there's certain things that can set somebody up for success with me if they, if they come in with that open mind. But, yeah, I, what I, one of the things I have is a free webinar. It's called the Elusive Zone. It's on my website, dongrant.com that is meant to funnel people. So if somebody's really interested, they can learn about me, my background, programs that I've developed to help address fear and anxiety and confidence issue and overthinking and all that stuff that I've mentioned. And it funnels them then to learn about the zone. And the, can you relate to this? Have you experienced it? Have you seen when you've filtered from it? Would you like to experience it more? If they get through that whole free webinar, they get a free consultation. But right there, I've just weeded out the naysayers. I've weeded out the ones that are like, eh, thought it was curious, but I don't really want it that bad. By the time somebody goes to the free webinar and they're interested and then they sign up, they apply. They apply, which is another level of how serious are you. They apply for a free consultation. They get the free consultation. They learn what programs, you know, where are you at? What will work for you? Here's the recommendation by the time that they do engage in let's say my online course, or I have mental training on demand and I have hypnosis downloads and I have live lectures. And so by the time they get there, I'm trying to set them up for success. Right. Like the ones that actually do private sessions or do a custom audio have that level of interest already. They've already taken steps and um, they're going to be much more receptive and therefore much more successful. And it's, just as much for them as me, because, you know, for 20 something years, there are plenty of people that have paid to come to see me and they don't do the homework or they're like, oh, I didn't know you want me to do that. And, and that's a waste of my time as much as it is their time and money. So that's I don't right. want to do that with my time and they won't be successful. And then they go out there and they tell people it didn't really work. So I don't want anything to do with that. This is how the most Interested people are the ones then that I end up working with, and it will have greater success for them.
1: Don, real quick, can you tell us, if you don't mind, and you don't have to mention any names if you don't want to, can you mm-hmm. tell us the mm-hmm. golfer that you took to such great success? You've told the story before, and I absolutely love it. I think it's fascinating. Mm-hmm.
3: Yes, and I can mention his name because he gave me permission, and that, you know, thanks for saying that. I don't, I do not break confidentiality. I do come from that psychology background and I believe in it. So again, unlike other mental trainers and such that I don't talk about who I've worked with unless they've given me permission. So the ones that I mention on my website or anywhere, I have permission from them or they have given me their testimony and said, yes, you can share this. So Vijay Singh, PGA golfer back in 2008, had just gone through um, a year and a half of not winning other than this one event. But he w- it was televised. It was on the Golf Channel. Magazines were interviewing him. All this stuff, thinking his career was over. Now, back in two thousand seven, two thousand eight, he had, or I should say, before two thousand eight, he was in contention with Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods all of the time. So it was normal for VJ to be up there. So for him not to win in a year and a half was significant, and it was related to his putting. I knew I'd already been working with PJ Tour Pros. I'd already worked with several dozen at that point. The way that I go to clay target events is the way I used to go to PJ events, one a month or so. And um, so he knew about me and I already met him. What had happened is he had won the event before contacting me. So a year and a half streak of not winning. But he contacted me because his personal trainer, who's Jeff Franck, and he still works with him to this day, Knew that I help people with anxiety and stress and confidence issues. So he was like, Don can help you with anxiety. And what was happening is that BJ got to the point where he was so anxious that, I mean, he was having pa- practically a panic attack with his putting. Because the, the story, the belief, the programming was already there subconsciously. And, and there's a fear, you know, my career is over. Everybody's saying it's over. Anyway, so he hired me. He lives close by in Ponte I worked with him. Full full days, several days in a row, right before the FedEx Cup playoff series, which is four events, the final of the season, kind of like our nationals at the end of the year, sort of, but it's a playoff series. So I worked with him. I worked specifically with the issues he was having and made him a hypnosis audio. When we were together, and again, I'm not going to get into anything too specific, but He did ask if he could be the best putter in the world because I said, what would you like to achieve from this? Well, I want to be the best putter in the world. And I was like, at first I thought, well, that's a tall order for someone who's struggling with putting, televised, recognized (laughs) globally, you know. But then my brain went, you know what? But he's a top. He's one of the best in the world. I can help him to be the best putter. So um, that was the focus. I made him a custom hypnosis audio related to that. He went to the first of four playoff events and it was televised of course. And I'm watching him on TV and I could tell he had some anxiety on uh, Thursday, Friday going into whether or not he made the cut. But once he made the cut, I saw all the confidence and everything we had worked on like all over his face. And he went and he was um, in the lead against Sergio Garcia and another guy going into, you know, the end of the day, Sunday, three of them went into a playoff hole and one guy it, it just fumbled completely. His, gol- his, his golf ball went way off the, co- off the field. So it ended up being Sergio and Vijay going into a second playoff hole. And they were down to a putt each. And the crowd was already congratulating Sergio because it was known that VJ had a putting problem. So people are like high-fiving Sergio before they even putted. They both putted and Vijay won. So he won on a putt in the second playoff hole. And when he was being interviewed live for TV, the interviewer said, how do you explain such turnaround? And he looked straight in the camera and he was like, what do you mean? I'm the best putter in the world. And <laughs> that was how well the hypnosis worked. And um, he, he went into the next week with second of four playoff events. And he won that one also, and he broke a course record for putting. And um, what the downside is that because he was doing so well, he he literally did not continue our session. And I would say some of that conscious mind probably got back involved, trying too hard, trying to force it. You know, such and such it ended up happening. Yeah, you know, the way that the FedEx Cup playoff series score system, the point system was set up then was in his favor by him winning the two of the four events. He had enough points that he could win the entire FedEx cup by just showing up at the fourth and final event. And all he had to do was play out the holes. It didn't even matter what his score was. And so he did. Another really interesting thing happened is he was being congratulated all 18 holes all the way through. It didn't matter how he played. And um, yeah, he won the FedEx cup. He was the FedEx Cup champion for 2008. After that, and um, or from that, ironically, has not won since. So, there was definitely a shift that occurred at that time. I believe I could help him again to get back there if he wanted to. (laughs) But you know, that's an interesting thing with working with elite athletes is they have a lot of pride and. Big yeah. egos, which yes. I learn a lot
1: about egos sure. with pro sure. athletes.
2: I can see that. I can see that.
1: <laughs> Don, do you do you mind? Just in case anybody's questioning, do you mind? Is there any pros you can throw out there that you're allowed to talk about that you've helped in sporting clays?
3: One of the the first ones was John Woolley, and um, you know I'll just say that what had happened was the guy that I helped go into master class, the one that first reached out to me because I helped golfers john woolley was his um coach and john was like how the heck did you just get in a master class so fast and he he told him and john had said to me that he was having serious problems with flinching and the world fee task was coming up in just a few months and he wanted to know if i could help him and i did and he flew over and did the world task and he got a silver so nice. that was pretty significant also and yes. you know um Let's see diane sorrentino wendell cherry out wendell cherry for five years straight you know he was a regular client for a good period of time there um I'm trying <laughs> wow. to think that's there's, i mean those are big
1: the, names right there yeah no yeah doubt. and
3: and thousands really though between my online courses and private sessions literally thousands and they're global they're all over the world i've, I've i'm helping people to try to try to get into the olympics and to be in the olympics we, we have an Olympian who has recently, well, she was an Olympic alternate. She made it to Olympic Alternate when her and I were working together. and then she made it, and that's Kaylee Browning. So Kaylee is also has been and was a client of mine for a, a long period of time and she's again giving me a testimonial. In my book, I have every chapter starts with a testimonial from an elite athlete.
2: That's including awesome. hers, well, Don. So, mm-hmm. so I, I know you. You know, you run the gamut. You you have courses on quitting smoking, losing weight. You know, fear of whatever, uh, heights, flying, so on and so forth. I'm sure. In regards to sporting clays, so do you have like one set course? Do you have multiple courses? What is available to the shooter from you? that, yes. that will make them better.
3: Well, so let me clarify what you just said. At first, was I have multiple online courses for like quitting smoking I would call those hypnosis downloads so I have hypnosis downloads that they're all approximately 30 to 45 minutes they're instant downloads they're hypnosis they're that ability to relax into alpha theta to then receive suggestion for positive change so I have a lot of hypnosis downloads for different topics like you mentioned with several like about a half a dozen specific to clay target shooters that's the fastest cheapest way to get help from me And an instant download. Uh, My online courses are a training process. They're actually 21 weeks. So I have Clay Shooter Mind Game Mastery online course. I have Athlete Mind Game Mastery. I have Golfers Mind Game Mastery. I have Stress-Free Mindful Living online course. I have Success Peak Human Performance course. And coming up will be Weight Loss and Wellness. So multiple online courses. But for Clay Shooters, there's that Clay Shooter Mind Game Mastery online course of 21 weeks. Uh, I've had that course for sale for eight years. So again, you know, thousands of people have taken it, but I'm updating it literally as we speak. So brand new content, still my program, my program hasn't shifted much, but my presentation, the examples, the, the newness of it is all new for play shooters in the next, last few um, months. So there's the online course, there's the hypnosis downloads. I have the book that I just published called Seven Strokes in Seven Days. And although it's focused on golfers, it's absolutely the same information for clay shooters. I sell it at my shotgun club. I sell it online. I have what's considered a subscription membership called um, Mental Training on Demand. There's like hundreds of little 15-minute videos that keep people on track with their mental game, their mindset. I have... um, with something is called dialogue with Dawn live. It's uh, once a month. I do live calls, conference calls, QA and a that people can, can join and, and ask their questions. And, um, I, I have an app and a website that I invented that's coming out in a few weeks called mind mastered. It's a way that people can make their own hypnosis audios from suggestions that I've already created, you know, developed and recorded, and they can pick and choose. Oh, wow and put them into their own audio super fast, super easy. Within like five minutes, you can have a hypnosis audio custom with words that you want based on the ones I already created. So that's super cool.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, That is cool.
3: Yeah. And then I do like three day clinics and week long lectures. I mean, workshops, either at my mind training school at Amelia shotgun sports or at your club. So, you know, people fly me to their club all the time and I do those types of things.
1: For them, well, Don. Not only in addition to DonGrant.com, you also own a beautiful shooting facility in Florida.
3: Yes, I do. Three and a half years.
1: And that Mm -hmm. is Amelia. Did I pronounce that right? Amelia Shotgun Sports. Yep,
3: and it's AmeliaShotgunSports.com northeast florida it's just 10 minutes off of i-95 so for those shooters that are driving down to south florida or looking to get away from the snow or kicking off the gear with the gator cup and caribbean and Seminole, i'm all right i'm right there on their way down the way back up we do nsco events at my club so i try to time them so they're right around the Seminole cup and you know bradford's um florida state shoot and yeah so it's AmeliaShocklandSports.com. It's a great facility. And John Woolley was actually the one that helped start the club 13, 14 years ago. And so he designed courses in the fields and all that. Oh, nice. But I've it. Yeah, I've owned it for three and a half years.
2: Very nice. Hey, hey Don, real quick on your hypnosis classes or on, on your hypnosis downloads. I'm sorry. I want to make sure I'm saying yeah. that right. So yeah. if somebody downloads one of your hypnosis downloads, is it something that you do? repetitively over and over and over again until you get to the result that you need? Or is it, I mean, how often do you need to do it, I guess, for it to kind of sink in?
3: That's a great question. So, you know, let's rewind 15, 20 years. I didn't, wasn't recording sessions with a person that came in, open, receptive. If I helped break any misconceptions, they were wanting the suggestions I was giving to them, which most of them did if they were paying. Then it was really one shot. I would learn about them. I would understand where they're at. I, was un- I would understand what they wanted to hear, what they wanted to change. And I would educate them. I'd basically prime them up. I'd also give them the 20-minute hypnosis for transformation for free. I saw my website. All that primed them to be in the best state so that when we did hypnosis, it was one time. And the suggestions, they received them. They went in the subconscious. They relaxed and that very easily and they wouldn't need hypnosis again um so but with technology you know these are instant downloads so I tell people well why not you know the first time you listen to it you're going to be curious you're going to be super analytical you're going to wonder what I'm saying you're going to wonder if you're hypnotized or not and that might not even be just the first time it might be the first several times so since you have it Listen to it as much as you like because you're gonna get more and more comfortable with it. You're gonna more and more relax. You're gonna be more and more open to the suggestions and and then that works even more powerfully then.
1: Okay. Well, Don, I can tell you, you you definitely have a customer in me, and I could tell by the inquisitive looks and the smiles on Sean's faces, he's gonna be spending some money with you as well. So um <laughs> can't let good. you have all the fun. <laughs> right. I I truly hope everyone that's listening to this go just do yourself a favor go to Don's site watch the free audio video that she has i'm telling you if you do you're gonna sign up you're gonna you're gonna want to do some of these downloads this this gal here has got invaluable information and it's a tool right don it's it's a tool that you can use every time you go and sign up for a tournament
3: Totally. I have many clients that listen to audios from their car in the parking lot or between events while they sit in the golf cart. Um, I'm just an FYI. I've been going to the NSCA events since 2013. So you can find me at the Nationals, the U.S. Open, the Gator Cup, the Seminole Cup you know, you can find me at the most of events this year. I'm scheduled and planning to go to like the Southeast regional and the Northeast regional. So whether I have a vendor booth or a golf car, I'll be driving around, you know, definitely seek me out. If you have any questions, I'll be there. And yeah, it's, I, I see lots of clients at these um, events.
2: I wish I would have known that you were down. Were you at the Gator Cup this year?
3: Yeah. Um, uh-huh. I
2: wish I would have known you were down there cause I was down there. I would have looked you up. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I love the Gator Cup and I'm over there, you know, in their little vendor area and, um, Yeah. The nationals this year, I got a golf cart instead of being at the vendor mall. I don't plan to ever be down at vendor mall again. It's just way too far in the middle of nowhere, but in the golf cart, I was able to get around and see a lot of people and talk to them. And that's kind of the way I like to do it.
1: Gotcha. Well, Sean and I will definitely see you at the nationals, but in between now and then you'll be hearing from both of us. I guarantee that. So awesome. Thank you. Don. we appreciate you spending this time with us and the great explanations that you gave us to our questions. Um, this is fantastic information. I, I hope the listeners take advantage of this and reach out to you and try some of these downloads for themselves cuz it, it can only help, right? Yeah, yeah, Don, I definitely. really enjoyed
2: this. This was great. I mean, this was definitely very informative. Thank you. And I'm I'm you've definitely piqued my
1: curiosity. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny, but I'm glad at, when I first brought up to Sean that we had you on the schedule, he's like, "Who? What? What? What are you talking about?" Yeah. So, <laughs> it's not a
2: choke manufacturer. It's not a gun manufacturer. Yeah. It's not a. It's not a professional. Yeah, it's right. not a coach. I mean, we're talking about hip, hip, hypnosis.
1: Yeah.
3: So. I know. It's I know. not seven and a half.
1: So it's not eight. It's seven and three quarters, Sean. It's right where we need to be. Well, so. yeah, right, yeah, <laughs> there right. There you go. <laughs>
3: you
2: know, I'll definitely be checking things out on your website here, and uh, hopefully, downloading some awesome. uh, content very soon. Well,
3: well Don, I always appreciate any help reaching out to people because this is life changing, and not only for for their sport but for their life. And you know, any any way of getting word out is appreciated. You know, so
1: thank you. Thank you, Don. We appreciate your time very much. Yeah, good talking with you, Don. Thank you, Sean. Was I lying? Don, you weren't. You weren't. Uh, I'm that I'm, gal has got. I'm telling you. I think everybody should go see her. Fascinating.
2: Absolutely fascinating, and for for you listeners out there, we were on the phone with Don for, oh, what, another 15, 20 minutes after we ended the recording, and I don't give Jason enough credit half the time, (laughs) but the man came up with a brilliant idea, and I'm going to go ahead and let him explain what's going on because I'm I'm not going to take his thunder.
1: So the questions for the coaches. We now have Bill Elliott, Kevin Miles, Mike Luongo, all you ladies out there, we have – julia stallings Mm -hmm. she's more than willing and, and happy to answer any female coach questions and now we have don grant that'll be more than happy to answer any questions about the mental game or mental training she's agreed to be part of the show um ladies and gentlemen listen that is five absolutely excellent coaches whether you are a female a male a mental coach question whatever it be we have the coach to answer your question yep please do not hesitate to write us you can it's so
2: easy Why why does your mind wander in the box? Why do you overanalyze targets? Why do you break the first two and then you miss the next two? I mean...
1: Right, but I'm I'm saying as far as questions for the coaches... Yeah, no, absolutely. It's so easy. Just get a hold of us, our, our Facebook public group page. We're on Instagram. You can go to our website and click on the contact button and email us. Send us those questions for the coaches. Surely there's something that's nagging you that you're afraid to ask the coach. You can you can remain completely anonymous. Yep. We don't if you don't want your name mentioned, we won't mention your name. That's fine. Just let us know, but please send us those questions for the coaches. We're going to get it answered right here on the show. Yeah, cuz Don said she would like to come on the show once a
2: month yeah. to do a special about the mental side of the shooting uh, sport and I mean how gracious, how how wonderful that is.
1: Yes, for sure. 100%. I mean <laughs> Uh, to me, I, I wish I would have had this information available to me when we started shooting. No tournaments. freaking doubt, right? I mean, come on, <laughs> right? we would. I mean, that's
2: like you know, that's like finding the cheat code. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right? All of a sudden, yeah, 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 no doubt. But you know, for the cost of not even a flat of shells, you go to Don's website and and download an audio lesson and. Wow, look at the benefits it. And it
2: really should benefit you very quickly from what she said. So I'm definitely on board. I'm going to be downloading some some content here very soon and start on my journey with Dawn and uh, very much looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, I, I told you. I know, I know, I know. Like I
2: said, every once in a while, you come up with a great idea, and, <laughs> and I will definitely give you pats on the back for that.
1: Well, like I said, Sean, I'm full of great ideas. Trouble is, most of them suck. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh,
2: shoot. Yeah, well, I tell you what, man, that was an awesome episode, and hopefully our listeners get as much uh, enjoyment out of it as, uh, as I did, because that was great.
1: Yeah, for sure. Hey, listen, like to thank our sponsors, Game Boar, Negrini, RE Ranger, Atlas Traps, and Bear Pelt. Without you, we couldn't be doing this. We really appreciate everything you've done for us.
2: Yeah, big thank you to you guys. Uh, couldn't do it without you, and uh, we, we love you all. Thank you.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, hey, Sean, next week, gun fit. It's on everybody's mind, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's probably the most critical. I don't care what kind of gun it is, just... Forget the Facebook forum pages and all that other crap. Gun fit is so important. It does not matter what gun it is. It's got to fit. Absolutely. And next week, we're going to have a gentleman on that's going to tell us everything there is to know about fix, Yeah,
2: and so. he and he's kind of the de facto uh master of the situation so <laughs> yeah. looking forward to talking with him
1: for sure in the meantime all you master class guys go sign up for that tournament at c4 man it's going to be a good time there's big money involved there you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't sign up for yeah
2: it. that's going to be the start of a big thing i believe i think that's going to be uh something that everybody's going to be looking forward to every year
1: and you know the other thing sean the weekend after that is the Ohio State shoot.
2: Yes, and we're going to try to get uh, talking with uh, the the director of Hillendale and uh, have him on and talk about the Ohio State shoot and give us some information for those of the uh, people out there that are interested to come and uh, and shoot here in Ohio.
1: Yeah, for sure. We're, we're going to see who, who's the best of the best. Two weekends in a row. Right, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> so, well, hey, everybody, we're going to run. That's been an episode. I know it's a long one, but there's a lot of good information there. I hope you take it to heart. Um, go back and listen to it again if you have to. Um, it, there's really no good way of saying this other than you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't take this information to heart.
2: Yeah, definitely. And and everybody, get out there, go shooting, take somebody shooting with you, You know, grow the sport, get people involved. That's what we're all about. And uh, we'll see you here next time on The Dead Pair.